to the Forks Down Podcast, your home for premier Mariners content, a podcast born and molded by the Electric Factory. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, the king of the couch and keeper of blankets at the Yacht Club in Moscow, Idaho, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how's it going tonight? Wow. Um... With an intro like that, it's going it's going a lot better. Um, it is it is rocking here in Seattle. It is uh, a balmy thirty or forty degrees outside. It is a beautiful time for baseball. It's Jerry Derpoto season. Um, it, things it are things are moving. Things are getting hot and heavy. So uh, you know, fully uh, fully excited for everything so far and everything to come. Good. Good. Yeah, I, I really I'm glad you liked the intro. I, I really had to pull that one out. It's it's a deep cut from uh our uh college our college uh times, I guess. So shout out uh if you're listening, Jeff Chambers. Uh <laughs> but anyways, Bo you mentioned it is Jerry DePoto season and good God, have we got some moves already. Um but first, before we hop into that, you know, thank you guys for listening again. Um, we we really appreciate the views and or the listens. Uh, you guys aren't really viewing anything, but uh, we appreciate the listens, and uh, you know, we are uh, definitely uh, enjoying what we're doing here. So, uh, you know, stick with us. We're having fun, and and it's good to see our progress. So. Go and like all our social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Forks Down Pod, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. Just search Forks Down Podcast. Uh, you'll see our cool, sick logo. Um, so, yeah. But enough about that, Bo. Again, Jerry DePoto season. Like, we got the first big trade of the offseason with Teoscar Hernandez. That is just. I, I like it. I mean, it's sad that Eric Swanson's gone and, and Adam Mako looked promise, promising, but Teoscar is uh, it's quite the pickup. Yeah, it's uh, it's a heck of a pickup. It's uh, really well-timed. Jerry likes to move fast. Jerry likes to, uh, you know, move things pretty – he likes to move the market himself in a lot of ways. So uh, really not surprising if you thought about it. I think a lot of people kind of – predicted something with the blue Jays and the Mariners because the blue Jays were so right-handed heavy and the Mariners had, um, you know, they had a lot to offer the blue Jays. We saw firsthand that the blue Jays bullpen was not very good. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's really not a shocker that, um, we kind of moved from a point of strength to go get, um, a right-handed hitter. And, uh, you know, Tay Oscar's, uh, Tay Oscar's a heck of a get, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, he's hit pretty well in his career at um, T-Mobile Park. He's hit the AL West pretty well in his career. Um, you know, coming off 25 home run season, 30 bombs last season. Um, you know, he's not going to be much of like a control the zone guy. Like, I don't think you're going to like see him bat very high in the order, right? I think he's going to mm-hmm. be. I think he's going to be batting. I mean, we're going to go into roster prediction today, but I mean, I think he's going to be batting in that right around that fifth spot to kind of bring in, you know, guys that get on base in front of him. So, um, yeah, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's awesome to already see like a little bit of the lineup coming together and just getting excited for what that lineup could be like, uh, going into next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Mariners had a couple big things and we'll kind of circle back around to that, uh, off season for everyone, a uh, bunch of people got non-tendered. Uh, biggest name, probably Cody Bellinger. Um, I, I would assume, you know, he's kind of the household name there. Uh, and then a lot of, uh, a lot of other guys, uh, guys that you put down that I know you were, uh, you know, I don't know if you're interested in them, but, uh, Garrett Hampson from the Rockies, Alex Reyes. Well, he was with the Cardinals, correct? I think he was with the correct. Cardinals. Correct. Former, former top prospect. Um, yep. Alex Reyes. Yep. Yep. And then, uh. Maybe some left-handed pitching, Manny Benillos, or however you say his name. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering it, but um, yeah. So a bunch of people non-tendered. We'll be interested to see uh, where those guys go. Uh, Mitch 
Haniger, you know, who I, I still hope, kind of hold out hope that we might bring him back. Uh, he's drawn interest from the Giants and Rangers. Uh, they're both looking for outfield help. Giants more, or, or Rangers more so than the Giants. Giants kind of odd since they just, you know, got Jock Peterson to, you know, take his qualifying offer. What, what, uh, Bo, I, I guess I should throw this question to you. Do you think the Giants and Rangers really have a chance of getting Mitch and, and you think he goes there? I mean, that's just a couple random teams, I feel. Those are a couple random teams. Um, I think the Rangers are going to be like on. I think the Rangers are going to be kind of like the Mariners this offseason. I think they're going to be kind of in on everybody, right? Like, I think the Rangers are just going to be a thorn in our side, probably for probably for the offseason and going into next season because I think that there's probably a fit for the Rangers in some capacity, right? Like, um, yeah, Mitch is you know familiar with the AL West and and all that, and like um, probably a good fit there. The Giants, I'm a little less certain about. I feel like the Giants are another team that, um, you know, they're trying to plug a couple holes, but yeah, they have Jock Peterson, they have um, yeah, the Mike Skremski. I mean, he's a center fielder, but like, uh, I guess they do have a couple holes in the outfield that they might be able to fill, but um. I guess with Jock there, it's a DH, and Mitch is kind of limited in, I think, his position now. So we'll see. I yeah. think the question for you is, like, I saw I saw very recently that um, another ALS team very well might be interested in Mitch Hanniger, um, and that being the Los Angeles Angels. Um, how would you I, how would you feel if our uh, if our boy ended up back with the uh, not back with but with ended up with the uh, we'll just call him our rival, the Angels. I would very much not like it. I think I would go uh, Russell Wilson and just cut him out cold turkey. No, actually, I don't know. It's so hard. Angels, I think I'd have trouble if he went to the Houston Astros Mm -hmm. just because I, I despise them. The Angels, I could see a little bit and maybe, maybe just maybe, you know, they take Mitch this season and the next season, you know, we, we come back and take someone like Shoei, you know, who, who's going to be a free agent. So yeah, I, I don't like the, uh, the angels, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. There's worse teams you can go to. So, yeah, I was going to say, I think, I mean, Mitch is from, uh, I think he was born in California. I think he, mm-hmm. um, I think he went, I think he went to high school in like maybe like the San Francisco, San Jose area, if I remember correctly. So like, um, there maybe is a little bit of that too, just like the Giants. You know, I think the Giants are going to meet with Aaron Judge. It sounds like tomorrow too. So, um, yep. Giants. I think the West Coast teams have to play a little bit more into like the locality and you know where you're from, if right, and all that. So, um, I'm not yeah. surprised all the teams are talking with these guys. I feel like we're going to get a lot of notes about a lot of guys this off season, but I think it's also mm-hmm. positive. It's very good to see. I think Mitch getting. I hope Mitch stays. I hope Mitch goes to the NL. Right. I don't. I don't want to have to play against him, but. Um, yeah. Uh, but regardless, I think he's. I think either he's getting teed up for maybe like a three or four deal, four year deal or something like that, and that's kind of great to see. So um, happy yep. for him if he gets that. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's not the only now former Mariners outfielder um, that kind of hit the news. Uh, Mariners made a trade, sent Kyle Lewis to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and uh, they went and picked up Cooper Hummel, who. Uh, is an outfielder and a catcher, and it feels like every time I hear about a new prospect out of the Diamondbacks system, they project as a outfielder and catcher, you know, with them having Dalton Varsho and well, former, formerly now a new Mariner, Cooper Hummel. Um, I, I'm i kind of conflicted on that trade, too, just because I like Kyle Lewis, but I, I truly don't think he's going to remain healthy. Like, I, he's going to play DH probably you know, 75 to 80% of the time that he's on the field. And so, um, and we, we really didn't have a need for him in our outfield, I guess, but yeah, that, uh, I'm going to miss him because, you know, rookie of the year, 2020. So, yeah, that one was a little, it wasn't, I wouldn't say as a shocker, but, um, it's kind of interesting, especially to the, especially to the Diamondbacks, who I, who I think have like a ton of outfielders, right? I feel like they have an outfield yeah. log jam. So it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, yeah, Kyle Lewis is always going to be kind of a what if, right? Like, guy won the rookie, oh, yeah. guy won the rookie of the year award. Um, <laughs> I remember in the draft, right? He had such a good year at um, I can't remember. What, I think it was like Buck, Bucknell or some school in Georgia. Mer- Mercer. Mercer. It was Mercer. No, what, what am I thinking? Mercer. Yeah, he was a he has such a good year at Mercer, and he kind of dropped us in the draft. And I was super excited to get him, and then. Yeah, that first season, man. Um, I think it was an Everett just blew out that knee and just never been the same since. Um, nope. And uh, even even after, I mean, even after you know winning the winning the Rookie of the Year award, so I think it was probably good for him. I think he probably wanted a little change of pace. It sounded like right. Um, yeah. And um, I'm not surprised in the slightest that this is kind of a deal that was made, especially because the Mariners themselves have somewhat of a log jam in the outfield. So um, not surprised. I feel like Cooper Hummel's a, a good little get now that we also um, non-tendered um, Luis Torrens, right? And now we have kind of another potential catcher option with an outfield option as well. Um, we'll see if he mm-hmm. makes the roster, right? But um, yeah, I feel like it was a good little get for, for Kyle Lewis and I wish Kyle Lewis all the best. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wish him all the best too. Um, you know, other news, you, you brought up Luis Torrens, uh, he got non-tendered along with Ryan O'Keefe and Luke Weaver. Uh, Luke Weaver was kind of a random one for me. We just claimed him off waivers. And I know I asked you before the show, like, why you think the Mariners would do that? And you didn't have a good answer. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what happens. Even if he goes to a different team, I, you know. There's just randomness to me. 40 man now sits 37. So that leaves a little bit of room for us to sign, you know, a couple guys maybe before something like the rule five draft or whatever. But um, yeah, that Luke Weaver one was just really random to me. Yeah. My only real explanation I feel like is uh, the Mariners are pretty right-hander heavy in the bullpen. Right. Right now. Like, Oh yeah. I don't think you could point to, I think, I'm trying to think it's probably just a Sheffield, right? Like if right now you probably like, that's it. Right. So like, I, I think that, well, Gabe Spire, we did get Gabe, Gabe Spire. Spire. That's so. a good point. That's a good point. I forgot Gabe Spire. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, I think that like we're super right hand heavy and I just don't know. Luke Weaver might've been like the, the first guy out. Right. And they just kind of wanted to go a different route. So um, not surprised. I feel like Jerry and team kind of grab guys and just kind of see if they fit. If they don't fit, then, you know, reverse course on some of them but um yeah it was a little, it was a little surprising definitely i thought they might have held on to him and potentially used him as like a maybe a swing guy like they've kind of used matt brash a little bit because he can also start he's yep. also started but um yep yep well uh interesting with that one yep yep uh four guys in our minor league system well that weren't on the 40 man made the 40 man just to get protected uh i think we called this one perlander baroa uh made it Jonathan Classe made it. Cade Marlowe made it. And then uh, the fourth guy, Isaiah Campbell, um, I made a note in the, the the notes for the show today. I feel like he could be the, like, maybe in the next Penn Murphy, um, you know, someone that kind of comes out of left field, has a good spring, comes up, and uh, makes the team. Obviously, there's something there if they decided to protect him, you know. Um, he he kind of wasn't mentioned uh, in any of the projections that I saw, you know, the Mariners, um, protecting people, he, he kind of wasn't ever mentioned. So, um, maybe there is someone there or something there that, uh, you know, we could be seeing the next Penn Murphy, uh, coming into the pen, uh, you know, which is, which is nice. Cause Ben Murphy had a really good season last season. Yeah. And you may be answering your own question to Luke Weaver too, right? Maybe they, maybe they've, maybe they trust these guys like Isaiah Campbell and Prelander Baroa, right? Maybe like some of these guys, they trust that they might be in relief roles maybe early on in the game next year. So um, yeah, very likely chance, very likely chance that they trust a lot of these guys and might give them a call up sometime, sometime yeah. next year too. So. Um, yep. Yeah. And then, you know, just the other news, uh, Mariners just are trying to trade Jesse Winker. It seems like, I mean, um, I, I just, it hurts. It pains me because when I was so excited when he got traded over to the Mariners, he had a great season with the Reds. We were buying a guy that could hit the ball and he just comes over and 
basically does not he he walked a lot, which is a positive. Um, batting average was in there, and it now sounds like those those discipline problems were uh, you know were actually true. Um, I I just can't believe we're selling so low on this guy. Like I I really really have high hopes for Jesse Winker, and I I really truly believe that if we sell low, the next team that's getting him, he's gonna be an all star for him. I think there's, yeah, I think there's high potential for that occurring, right? Um, it's just, it's just very odd to me. Um, you know, guy came over and you know he batted. He was started with opening day lineup last year was the three hole hitter, and you know, seemingly really thought that he was going to be part of this team going forward and part of the revolution of kind of this Mariner team making it back to the playoffs and the great things that this team was going to go on to do. Um, and, uh, it's a curious case. It's a curious case. Is it, you know, is it geography? Is it mental, right? Like what's all the, what's all the different like aspects that go into it? Um, and you know, I still think that there's a chance that Jesse Winker could pan out in a Mary uniform, but I don't know. Something seems to have broken down between the front office and themselves and Jesse's want to be there. And, uh, I think it's, I think it's best that, I think it's best that probably the sides move on, right? Um, it's just uh, it's just another what if. I just don't know. I don't know where and think how things went wrong, right? If he was just you know distance from his family, et cetera. There, um, it's an interesting yeah. case. Yep. Oh, you know when the news came out about him having the you know discipline problems, him not uh, putting the time in in the field, like you know other players were wanting him to. Um, we kind of found out that he lives in Florida. So, I mean, that's, that's quite the, uh, the travel schedule. If he wants to go back and, and see his family, obviously um, I'm, I'm guessing he has kids. He didn't want to uproot his kids, bring him up to the Pacific Northwest. So maybe, maybe like you said, it's best for both parties. If we sever ties. And again, I mean, it's the ball's not in the Mariners court with this. If we get rid of him, we're not going to probably get a lot in return. Because it it's just the nature of the game, you know. But yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. Maybe maybe it's time to sever ties. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, yeah. Let me add. Just a lot yeah, of... Let me add in. I mean, you uh, you had to have seen you had to have seen some uh, the Mariners showing some interest in in your boy Trey Turner this week. You had to have saw that at some point. So. Um, well, give me, yeah, I did. Give me some thoughts. Give me some ideas. What do you, what do you think there? If anything, I, I think, I think that Jerry is just doing his, uh, I don't know if you want to call it PR to let everyone know. Oh, yeah. We're checking in. Like it wasn't just Trey Turner. It explicitly stated that he was checking in on all of the shortstop, um, middle infielders that, you know, the big four, Correa, Bogarts, um, Turner, and and Swanson, uh, you know, I, I think that's just all a play. I, I I think we're out on shortstops. I think if we make a move, it's going to be a very, I wouldn't say insignificant move, but it's going to be a very smaller move. You know, I, I we're going to get to our roster predictions, and some people aren't going to want to hear it. I I really believe that JP's our starting shortstop now, just from what I've seen. I would love to be, you know, surprised the other way, you know, and and find out that we signed one of those guys. But I just I don't think it's in the cards. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, we're getting into the predictions, but um, I'm of the same. I'm of the same thought. Um, Despite even though the Mariners having the money to do it, right? The Mariners, um, I think, have the resources to kind of go get those guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there's, I think last week we talked about um, Jason Hayward and the bad contract he got into, right? And that maybe that, yep. maybe that um, sold up a lot of energy for like the Cubs to go resign like Chris Bryant, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or to resign a guy like Anthony Rizzo. So like, 
you know, maybe if we don't get one of these guys, maybe that just means we sign George Kirby in the future to a longer contract extension. Or maybe that means we sign Logan Gilbert to a longer contract extension. So there's always that thought. And then there's your big, then there's your whale of signing, signing Shohei Otani next year, which seems yeah. ludicrous, but we can talk about that at the Forks Down <laughs> episode of in October of 2020, whatever next year is 2023. We can talk about that then, but Anyways, um, <laughs> after the after the Mariners won the World Series, and we're talking about how are we going to add to this now? Right, right. That's that's what's going to happen. Right, right. But uh, <laughs> yep, no, I'm of the same thought. I don't think the Mariners are going to yep. get any of these guys. Yep, yep. And I I know you. Uh, we keep teasing it. We're going to get to our roster roster predictions. I promise. But uh, I think you're right. In our roster predictions might be a little boring. Uh, just because Depoto, it's hard to read Depoto. Like I, you said, you know that stuff has been mentioned about doing a deal with the Blue Jays. I never expected it to be to Oscar Hernandez. Last season, we were in on pitching. I never expected it to be Robbie Ray. So like, I'm zero for two on that front. Like I can't predict him. So I think I I you know in my roster predictions. I stayed pretty uh, by the book because truly I don't know what goes on the head of Jerry Depoto and man, some of the stuff that he turns out is just is wild. Yep. And I just like, just like the free agent talk, right? Jerry's kind of in on everybody. It seems like, or at least making conversation with people to see what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Got to be the same, absolutely the same thing with the, with the trade market. Um, Mm-hmm. Jerry's living out all our fantasy baseball owners um, dream to, to be a fantasy baseball owner. And he's trying to make, he's the guy in your fantasy baseball league. That's always talking trades with everybody. Right. And um, you know, some of those stick, some of them don't, but uh, um, he's, he's the type of person that goes to MLB, the show 22 and goes to franchise mode. And he's in the off season right now. And he's just proposing all these trades. Like, Oh, I wonder what the computer thinks here. And then he goes out in real life and does it. Yep. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Absolutely. Even though the trade system's completely busted on that game. We won't go there just now, just yet. Maybe we'll bring our friend Cody on for that. I think he'd love to talk about how busted franchise mode is in MLB The Show 22. But I digress right now. I digress. So. <laughs> well, Bo, let's, uh, let's get into it. There, You know, uh you had a couple other notes here, but I think we're going to talk with them about them coming up. So let's just get into it. Roster predictions. Um, right now, the, what we have now is the 26 man. Um, what we think is going to be our opening day roster. Um, just to preface this with everyone, Bo wrote his down. I wrote mine down. We haven't shared it with each other. Um, so it's going to be kind of wild if we're kind of samesies on a lot of stuff. Because, uh, you know, that's just how we roll. But, um, yeah, we uh, we don't know what each other's rosters look like. Um, I think we followed the standard format. Five, you know, at least I did five starting pitchers, you know, seven or eight relievers and closers, and then kind of 12, 13 people in the field. Um, I'm, I'm sure that's what you did too, Bo. Yep, that's what I did. Yep, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know who, if you want to go first, if I want to go first, but um, yeah, the 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 idea of mine is I'll uh, kind of share and kind of share my commentary about why I certain pick super people after I pick them. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, this is a fun exercise. How did you feel about how did you feel about all this? Did you find this easy? Did you find this fun? Did you find this like? Did you have to do more research than usual? How did you feel about all this? I had to do a little research. Um, I definitely feel like the pitching's a lot easier than the, um, you know, the field. Uh, we have probably four of our five starting pitchers locked up. It's just going to be how we uh, we slot them in, you know, so I'm interested to see where you went with that. And then relievers, I mean, outside of maybe picking up a lefty pitcher or two, um, I, I think our our relieving core is set. So like that's that part of it was easy for me. The the hard part is trying to predict, you know, who we're going to play, who we're going to get to 
start left field or who are we going to get to uh, back up first base, second base, third base, you know, play the field. Um, so that was, uh, that was a little bit more difficult. And I, I went on a limb with a couple guys, you know, I, I haven't seen anything, but it definitely seems like a Jerry DePoto move that he would do. So, yeah. How about you? Was it, was it hard for you? Did you do a lot of research? Um, a little bit. I feel like I, I tried to predict some trades, right? And like when I'm predicting Oof. trades, like oh, there's guys that there's guys that I picked on here, right? That are like, um, I wasn't gonna put them on here, like unless like a trade made sense, right? So like I had to go find a mm-hmm. trade partner for some of these guys, right? It wasn't like I was gonna say, oh, we're gonna go acquire Luisa Rez from the Twins, and no comment on like how we were gonna get Luisa Rez, right? Like. I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure, like, if I had a if I had a pick, it was logical and thought out, right? And, um, you know, I think that was the hardest part is, like, okay, here's the guys we're going to go get, making sure I've got the right pieces or picking the right pieces to trade for those guys. So I felt like that was difficult mm-hmm. because you kind of had to find the teams that I think matched what the Mariners' or strengths are against what the other teams' weaknesses are and try to fill those gaps. And uh, I felt like mm-hmm. that was the hardest part. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I... I don't think I made any trades on mine. I didn't make any trades. Wow. Um, I think we got our big trade out of the way. That Teoscar trade was probably our big trade. Although we know Trader Jerry likes to do his thing. I just, I don't know. I, I didn't, you, you, I wasn't going to find trade partners. So I went with who's in the free agent market right now. And I, I think I found a couple fits. Um, That's a lie. I guess one of them. Looking at my roster now, one of them's a trade, um, but but other than that, um, yeah. So, but why don't you kick us off? I wanna I wanna hear. I'm I'm dying to hear your starting pitcher slot slot one through one through five for me. Sure. I mean, so I'll go one through five, and then I'll hit the bullpen. So um, just just stop at one through five. And we'll see how we match up. Sure. So one Start through it. five, I've got. Um, I've got uh, starting first is Luis Castillo. Um, second is Logan Gilbert. Third is George mm-hmm. Corby. Fourth is Robbie Witt. Robbie Ray. And fifth is Mark Gonzalez. So that's my wow. first. Wow. Yes. Yep. You went Marco at five. Yes. I went, you know, our top four were the exact same. Castillo, Gilbert, Kirby, Ray. I, uh, I feel... Very confident, especially with Ray being the fourth starter. Um, you know, I, I think the other three in front of them are just better pitchers right now. Um, but, you know, it kind of shows the depth with Robbie Ray being four, the, the kind of starters we have. I really I really think we're going to be an elite uh, unit starting pitching next season. Uh, my fifth, though, I, I think – when it shakes out that Marco or Flexen or maybe both are going to be traded for one of my future players. Uh, I put Emerson Hancock at five. Wow. Bold. I put Emerson Hancock. Oh, so, okay. okay. I, I think we have, I, you know, I, I know we have Flex and Marco still on the roster. I think they both get traded. And if they both get traded, I think we leave that fifth start spot open for a Hancock or a Taylor dollar to come up and, uh, get some major league experience. They could even come up for part of the season and, and get some back down and have the other one come up. But that's just how I feel there. Yeah. I mean, it's not crazy, right? Um, the Mariners, uh, Matt Brash made the, made the opening day roster last year, right. In a similar, uh, yep. in a similar spot. So it's not, uh, yep. so it's not crazy at all to link that that would happen, especially if he has a positive spring things are looking good right mm-hmm. i think there's more incentives for guys to start on the opening day rosters now like the rookie side so um interesting pick bold strategy cotton we'll see if the street works out for you but um i uh, <laughs> i think that i think that I, I like that a lot i think the only hole i mo- might poke in well especially mine and ours is just that um they're very well i could very well see scott bumping robbie ray up a spot just due to just the the lefty righty dynamic right i could see them yeah i could see them trying to 
play into that a little bit, especially if they're facing a left-handed heavy lineup, right? Like um, yep. maybe moving that around a little bit. I think that's the, if I'm talking about like the, the best, the pitchers that I think are the best, right? I think that's the way to go, right? Um, I think George mm-hmm. Kirby, obviously, I think George Kirby will um, ascend kind of over Logan Gilbert eventually. But I think right now, yeah. like order of the best pitchers, I feel like that's the best way to go with a little flexibility yep. on Robbie Ray. But uh, no, I like the Emerson Hancock pick. The, the, and Robbie Ray, you, you bring up a good point. He could slot in three. He could slot in a two just because you would assume your number one pitcher is probably going to be throwing your most innings of the season, right? Second should be the second most innings, you know, go on down. Um, I I really see Robbie Ray maybe bumping up to a third or a second spot in the rotation um, just to get Kirby and Gilbert less innings. Like, like they're still young arms and, and I don't think, well, I, I know Kirby didn't, I don't think Gilbert hit 200 innings last season. And, and I felt Gilbert towards the end of the season was kind of on a downward trend just because we threw him so much. Hmm. So I could see Robbie Ray bumping up a slot or two just to take some innings off. Cause he, we know he can go 200, 250 plus innings, you know, and, and we still want to build up the, um, the, I don't know how to put it, the arm strength, the arm, you know, the arm longevity of Kirby and Gilbert. So, Awesome. So, uh, relievers. I'll, I'll start with the relievers. I'm I'm pretty cookie cutter here. Uh, I think most of our relievers return. Uh, Matt Brash, Matt Festa. Um, you know Brash in that um kind of versatile role where he can come in and get you outs in the late innings, but he'll play more. You know, in a fifth or sixth inning situation and pitch a couple longer games. Um. Diego Castillo's coming back. Um, I think we've at least got one more season with him before we press the panic button. Um, if he if he decides to go on a downward trend, uh, Penn Murphy, Paul Seawald, and Andres Munoz all return, and then the two I added, uh, Gabe Spire, both lefties. Gabe Spire coming out of the pen. Um, I think we picked him up with a purpose because we currently don't have a left-handed pitcher um, in our pin. Uh, and then the other one kind of pipe dream this one. And um, just because I, I don't really see a lot of the free agents being great fits, maybe a Matt Boyd. I went Andrew Chafin. Um, I think he's the best lefty on the market. And I think the Mariners need to go get a lefty just so they have a lefty out of the pen for situations, i.e. the uh, Jordan situation in game one of ALDS. But um, what about you, Bo? So we were pretty close, and I had many versions of this where I actually did have Andrew Chafin in this. Um, so mm-hmm. we were we were very close. Um, what I have is uh, Paul Seawald, Andrew Smanunos, Penn Murphy, Matt Festa, Matt Brash, and Gabe Spire. Um the two the two additions that I have, um, and one of these is one of these will be acquired via tra- via trade, which I think I can I can comment kind of further on to the end. But um, I've got Connor Brogdon from the Philadelphia Phillies, um, really right hander. Yeah, I think um, I the I, if you there's one there's one notice there's a noticeable probably a mission from my list that you had on yours. Right. So that should give you an idea of maybe what, maybe where I'm trying to go with some of this, but um, I think that we're going to try to trade a little depth. So I think we're going to try to go get some of that back. And um, the team that uh, I think has really, really good bullpen. We saw this in the playoffs was the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the Phillies are going to be looking for some starting pitching help. And I think that that is ultimately going to be where Chris Flexen is going to end up or it could potentially end up, right? This is definitely not um, not set in stone. So I think that the Phillies could be looking for some starting pitching help. Connor Brogdon is yep. a good relief arm that I think could come in, so I think there's a good match there. Um, and then my left-hander that I have that the Mariners are signing, um, again, I almost went with Andrew Chafin here. I um, thought there was a good fit, but I actually decided to go with Matt Moore. Um, I think Matt, Matt Moore, Moore. Um, I think Matt Moore had, had a really good season. Um 
and you know he's 33 years old um, a little bit on the older side um, he did walk a number mm-hmm. of hitters this year but was pretty effective overall right um, he they moved into a bullpen role his um, fastball velocity went up a little bit um, and he pitched 74 innings this year um, you know struck out about 10 per nine uh, I think there's I think there's just a lot to like there on a guy that I think is not going to cost that much right maybe uh, maybe we get him on a one year five year one one year five million dollar deal or something like that so I think there's a lot yeah. of upside there with Matt Moore just how good he's been um, this last season and uh, yeah I think that, in addition to Gabe Spire that would be a good kind of left-handed combination coming out of the pen mm-hmm. did, did I hear you pick Diego to come back so that was the admission. That was the admission that I did not have. That, on that's there, so. I, when you brought that up. I was trying to figure out: Did he admit Diego? You, you think he's gone? You think he we hit the panic button? So let's this year so let's say, uh, so let's continue with the picks here, and I will. Oh, okay, okay, elaborate okay. on all that later. Yes. Yep. Okay, catcher. Obvious. I I think there's a clear number one here. I want to know who you got backing up though. Um, so I have Tom, absolutely Tom Murphy, um, you know, Tom Murphy, um, Tom Murphy mashes lefties, um, Cal Raleigh mashes righties, right? You're talking about, uh, um, a really, really good, um, you know, split combo there between the two. And, um, I just hope that he's healthy this year. Um, but, uh. Yeah, you're talking about if Tom Murphy comes back and is healthy as you know as he has been in the past, right? Um, man, that's a really good that's a really good catching core that you got there between the two of those guys. So um, Tom Murphy's mm-hmm. my guy. Um, uh, I think obviously Cooper Hummel could probably play a role in some of that um, in the future, right? Um, but uh, Tom Murphy's the guy I have on the 26 man. How about you? Uh, first version. I I really had to try to justify why we went and got Cooper Hummel. I mean, did we bring him in to catch or play the outfield? Uh, ultimately, I uh, went the same as you, though. Cal Raleigh's the number one. Uh, you know, he's a, I think he's a future all-star. Um, could win some awards, not just with, this, with the stick, but also with the glove. And then I went Tom Murphy, number two. Uh, I think we give him another year. Um, just to see if he can come back healthy because, uh, when he's healthy, he is definitely a number one type catcher, uh, definitely could be the, the number one in a situation where Calarali goes down, you know, um, God forbid he does, but, um, yeah, I, I stuck the same on that Calarali, Tom Murphy. So awesome. What does so. your, yeah. So I guess we can move to the, I mean, we talked about the bench. We got the catcher there. Um, yep. I'll just say my bench is not that unique. A lot of guys you're going to hear before, but what is your bench? What does your bench hitters look like? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's just continue to first base. It makes a lot more sense with mine. I mean, obviously I've got Haggerty and, and more off the bench, Okay. but there, there's a couple I want to justify. Coming up, let's just stop. Who you got, Tom? You got Ty France at first base, right? I do have Ty France at first base. Yep. Do, do you have another first base type on the bench? Uh, I do not. No, I do not. Not really. No. See, see, I I do, and I have this guy also to play DH. I I I think we go sign someone here. I think we go get Josh Bell. Whoa. I I think we need to go get some power. And T. Oscar was a good start, but I, I think we need one more bat. Josh Bell, switch hitter, still semi-young, plays first, can play the outfield, mainly getting for DH, I think. Um, I, I, I feel like we need to go get one more power bat. Um, I, I was very conflicted here. Um, the other guys I, I had here and – um, you know, kind of had the process of elimination them. Uh, Carlos Santana coming back, great leader. Um, you know, walks a lot, and then uh, a kind of a, you know, someone that we could take a a flyer on. Dom Smith, um, played for the Mets, former first round pick. Um, I I felt like he would 
be a fun pickup just to see if we can give him a one-year prove-it deal to see if he come in and do something. But ultimately, I stuck with Josh Bell. Um, I, I think we go with someone who proves can swing the stick a little bit. So, so I was going to look up what Fangraphs tra- fan has him at. Fangraphs has Josh Bell at three years for thirty-nine million dollars. How do you feel about how do you feel about a contract that for that for that for Josh Bell? If we are not going for a shortstop, which my predictions have us not going for a shortstop, I think that's a, a very manageable deal. Okay. Very manageable. I think that's one that if he doesn't play great, maybe we can eat a little bit of it and send him off somewhere. But I I, I think three years is very reasonable. Okay. Very good. So, so uh, second base, a uh, couple of names that we had mentioned in the notes for second base uh, have the Mariners um, talking with the Brewers about Colton Wong and Gleber Torres with the Yankees. Did you go that route with your second baseman? I did. I, I did select Gleber Torres as the, as the second baseman for the Seattle Mariners. Um, okay. I think Gleber. Uh, so Gleber's not really a, a control the zone guy. Gleber is a little bit more of a, um, not necessarily a free swinger. Um, I think he struck out 22% of the time last year, somewhere in there. Um, and it, it seems like the it seems like the Yankees are ready to move on from Glaber Torres, right? They have a lot of they have a lot of infield options. Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo Cabrera. They're going to have Anthony Volpe next year. Isaiah kind of Falefa. And this is kind of where I was going with like trying to find the teams that match up well to the Mariners. So I wasn't surprised if you're reading out this week that the Mariners and the Yankees might be working towards some sort of trade. Um, I think this trade. I think this trade. This is where this is where I have Jesse Winker eventually going. I have Jesse Winker. I have Jesse Winker, Diego Castillo, and some version of a salary relief coupled with potentially like a um, like a minor league arm of some sort. Maybe somebody like a Brian mm-hmm. Wu or somebody, right? Like a little lower in the okay. system. Going to the Yankees for Glaber Torres. Um, I think Jesse Winker. Yeah, needs that change of needs that change of scenery. I feel like the Yankees, I think they're going to probably move on from Aaron Hicks. They need a left fielder. You put Jesse Rinker in that ballpark. I think I think he's going to do really well there. Um, that, the, that short porch. He's going to have 40 home the runs sh- next The season. short porch in New York. Um, they'll, they'll be able to put they – they can cycle Giancarlo Stanton himself in the outfield or the DH. Um, I feel like it's a really mm-hmm. good fit. The Yankees need better bullpen help. That's where I think Diego Castillo comes in. Um uh, I think the Mariners might eat some of Jesse Winker's um, salary upcoming. I, that that part's kind of in the very in the details in the weeds, but um, yeah, and I think somebody maybe like Brian Wu goes over in that deal too. Um, but Gleyber Torres, I, I think he excites me. I know the Yankees want to get rid of him, but um, you know, you go to his baseball savant page, and there's a decent amount of red there, right? Seventy um, fourth percentile mm-hmm. on his average exit velocity, um, very top, you know very very high top name over the last couple of years and um a prospect sheets and i know he hasn't been probably the star that everybody wants but or has the, or was expected to when he came over from um the cubs right but um i really like Libertores in that fit i think that um i think that it was the right when i was when i heard that i thought that that was definitely the right move or the definite um place the jury should be looking into so that's the person that i have um but uh Thoughts, where do you, thoughts, or, you know, where do you kind of come around on the second base side? Uh, I, I flipped back and forth um, quite a bit. I like the Gleber talk. Um, Glee bombs, as I like to call them. Um, but I, I just don't know. He'd be another guy that'd be good, you know, bring some power to the team. Uh, Colton Wong, I... Uh, I had him for a while. I, he's not a control the zone guy either. And his, his defense is less than stellar and we're moving away from the shift. Um, so I, I agree with you in a sense. I think, I think we might go Gleber. Um, that's, that's one of the ones that I, uh, I had trouble picking. I couldn't just pick one. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad both were brought up, but I, I really think Gleber is going to be uh, the way to go here. 
I also have another second baseman type that I think we uh, see return to the Mariners. It's definitely not Gene Segura. I was going to say, don't do me I, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we bring back Adam Frazier. Uh, I think he swung the stick well enough at the end of the season that I think it would warrant one more look. Um, can fill in a bunch of holes. I know we got Haggerty and more on the bench, but I, um, you know, I, I liked what I saw from Adam Frazier and I, I hope we give him one more shot. You know, see if he can turn it around. I'd be happy if he hit 270 and, you know, just was able to be like the leadoff person we were hoping he would be. So I, I do think he's coming back. But Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's an option I feel like um, not a lot of people have thought about, but, like, it, it makes sense, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, we make a couple upgrades. I mean, we weren't that far from, I think – um, you know, at least maybe not besting the Astros, but beating the Astros, right? So, like, if you bring back the same team you did last year, you couple that with one or two players here and there, right? In addition to the team you already had, right? I mean, they yep. got, you could very well get there. So, um, yeah, that's uh, I haven't I haven't heard that one. I, and like I that. think yep. I think that I think that you know one or two additions and everyone continuing to improve. improve Julio, you know, is going to continue to just tear the cover off the ball. And I, I think the big key here is our starting pitching, you know, mainly Gilbert and Kirby really improving. I, I think we have a different result next season when it comes playoff time. So, uh, shortstop. JP Crawford. I think we've both, I, I think we both identified that we are not going for a shortstop. JP Crawford is both of our shortstops. And I don't think there's any change at third base. Gino Suarez was our unsung MVP hero last year. So um, I'm assuming that's the same for you, right? Um, No change. Yes. Eugenio Suarez all day at third base. Yep. Okay. Now this is where we get a little tricky in mind. Okay. Uh, Outfield. We still currently are looking for left field help. Um. And like I said, I have on my bench Sam Haggerty and Dylan Moore. Um, I, on mine, I put Teoscar Hernandez in left. No, he's the right fielder. But one of my picks later on, who is a free agent pickup, makes sense for this. So I put Teoscar in left. What about you? Um, Where I went with left field, um, and we can debate about I think Teoscar is a, I think Teoscar is the DH, right? We can debate about that here in a little bit. So that's kind of the person I have mm-hmm. slotted in a DH. Um, okay. But uh, the noticeable, you'll, you'll notice I haven't picked any free agents with really any of this yet. Matt Moore, um, yeah. what have you there. But um, this is where I have it getting a little interesting. And we talk about control the zone and all that. And I think the guy that they're going to bring in to control the zone is indeed Masataka Yoshida. I think that the Mariners okay. are going to make the deal. Um, you know, they were last. They were they were in on CS Suzuki at some point last year. They were obviously in the past on in on Notani. Um, <clears throat> I think that um, Yoshida has pretty high upside. Right, guys already twenty eight. Um, like I said, um, can get on base, can walk a lot. Um, I think I have him batting a little lower in the order to start off with, but. Um, if he's somebody that gets on base at a high clip, um, I think you could be talking about somebody that bats lead off. Right. So, um, I think there's a little risk with guys that have come over from Japan. I think they haven't had as great of a, as a track record recently. Right. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, CS Suzuki was, was perfectly fine this year. Um, I think you can take a chance on Mike Masataka Yoshida, um, playing left field. You might lose a little bit in the, on the defensive side, but, I think there's, I think there's good potential there, and I think he's going to come at a price that's um, relatively decent. Like, uh, I think CS Suzuki got 85 million last year, so I think it was like a five-year, um, it was like a five-year, 17 million dollar deal. So I think that that's relatively comparable, or maybe a little bit lower than what I think Masataka Yoshida is going to get. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, 
yeah, I think a four-year deal for Masataka Yoshida is a good one. And um, I think there's a lot of potential there. So that's the guy that I have playing left. I uh, I admitted him from my roster. I, I don't know. I think if we go get someone like a Josh Bell, um, I, I just I don't see that happening because I feel like Josh Bell is going to play DH a little bit more. Um, so that's a good. I like I like your reasoning on that though. Uh, center fielder, you, you sticking with Julio there? The yes, yes I am. I did not. I think we move him back to his natural right fielder position. I think we should. I think it'll help with probably a little bit of longevity, but uh, I think he will also be a gold glove caliber defensive player in the right. Uh, I can see your eyes are just bugging out right now, thinking, who did you pick for center fielder? Um, I think we take a flyer on Cody Bellinger. I really do. I I think he needs a change in scenery. He is a... We're not losing any defense in center fielder if we bring him in. He's a gold glove caliber defensive player. Um, I... uh, Outside of that, I don't have really other reasoning outside of he's one of my favorite players that was on the Dodgers. So... um, I think that would be a good reclamation project um, for DePoto and Cervantes. I could see speechless. You are speechless. You are speechless. Speechless. I see you're speechless. speechless. But but I had to make one move that we would not expect. That is my one move. Like Josh Bell, I could see it. Cody Bellinger, I don't see that happening. So that's why I wanted to, to go that route. Well, let me say this. So let me say this. I think we have Cody Bellinger at home. And he is my pick to play right field, as a matter of fact. Um, and his name is Jared Kalenic. So um, Jared Kalenic, I think, is going to start in right field. Um, uh, you know, Jared Kalenic, Cody Bellinger. um kind of both had uh, really rough times and really have go of things lately. Right. Um, I actually think that Cody Bellinger hit, you could argue that I think Cody Bellinger hit worse than Jared Kalenic in 2021. Um, so they had kind of comparable seasons on that front. So again, we have Jared, we have Cody Bellinger at home. We don't need, we don't need him anymore. So get that pick out of here. I, Start over again. Go back to the whiteboard. Tear it down. We've got Jared no, Kalenic. No, Jared no, Kalenic no, no, is going to no, play no. right field. No, and, I, I, yeah. I think our time is up on Kalenic. You talk about uh, possibly sweetening the deal with someone. I, I think Kalenic's going to be in those trades. I I don't know. If we got rid of Kyle Lewis, why, what, what's to say that we won't uh, think about moving Kalenic? I think we give I think we I think we give Kalenic one more go of things. I think we give Kalenic one more go of things, and I think um, listen. I think I have him batting very low in the batting order, right? So it's not like I'm saying that he needs to, you know, be a, you know, a a, a three hole hitter or a cleanup hitter or anything like that. Um, I think we should adjust our expectations of old Jared, right? And if we do that, maybe we'll get more out of him than we expected, right? So. Granted, I think you're. How I think times, I think you have a good point. How many times? I think you have a good point that I think that this is going to be if he if he doesn't pan out right, then we probably need to get rid of him because his trade value is never going to be higher, right? But um, you know what I mean. I think that I think that we still need to have somebody on this team break out or get or really kind of jump up the jump up the ranks a little bit over this season. I think if we're going to make another step, and Jared Kalenic has that potential there, right? So. I'm going to hold on to hope. Uh, maybe I don't fully believe it, but if he becomes a solid seven hitter or a solid eight hitter, right. Then you know what? I'll take that. Average is average is good. If that, if that sentence makes any sense, but average is okay. And then you know what? That's kind of where I'm hoping it. Jared is at this point. How many times do we need to readjust our expectations for, uh, for Jared clinic? Cause I felt like we've done it four times now. And 
every time he seems to regress. Well, um, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, I, uh, I don't disagree. I just think that there are some changes that could be coming. The shift changed a little bit there. Um, his expectations are super low now. Everybody likes to talk about it being in his mental game. I feel like his expectations could never be lower. So, like, what expectations does he really have at this point? So, um, again, I think it's he's an eight-hole hitter. I think it's low risk at this point. And I'm trying to think of the upside of trading Jared Kalenic. If we're going to go get... Like my 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 shoot the moon is Luisa Rez from the Twins, right? Like that's the guy that I would love to play second base and lead off. Like that's the guy that I would love to get. Sure, if we're gonna show Jared mm-hmm. a package coupled with Emerson Hancock, coupled with other starting pitchers, sure, let's go get him right. But like, I just don't know if I can come up with a deal that's gonna make sense to move Jared Kalenic at this point. And um, I think you know we've got to at least see what we got there for the first couple months, anyways. You- you brought up the shift being banned. I mean, Cody Bellinger's a left-hander. He could benefit from that, too. I don't know. And I don't think he's going to command a high price. I I guess that's why I went with it. You know, he's had a couple down years. What's, what says the next team that gets him, whether it be the Mariners, doesn't just offer him a one-year prove-it deal? Show us, show us you want to return to form. You know, no harm, no foul. Essentially, I, I mean, I, uh, I, I agree. I, I think there's a chance that um, I, 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 there's again another low risk situation, right? Like um, maybe he, maybe he does take up a roster spot and he just never returns back to form. So maybe there is that. But um, yeah, a one year deal worth a couple million dollars just to try to prove himself. Um, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to any of that. So um, hell, I, I go as much as five or six. Five or six. I think he probably gets like, I, I think he probably gets like ten million dollars, maybe ten. I don't know if somebody will go that high. Maybe seven to ten million dollars. We'll see. Yep. You know what? You want to shoot the moon? We want to talk about former MVPs. Let's go get Colton Wong and Christian Yelich. We'll just package up Kalanick and uh, and Taylor Dollyard and uh, hell, I don't know someone else. All three of them, they can go and we'll we'll take Wong and. Uh, Christian Yelich. Okay. We'll just pretend like it. it's 2019. I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, the the Twins was a team I almost threw on this. Jorge Polanco is a name um, that uh, from the Twins, it sounds like it might be available. And the Twins are looking for some younger pitching. So uh, that's another name I would, I would kind of be on the on the radar, right? Like of something we haven't seen so far as Jorge Polanco. What, um, what would it cost for a Jorge Polanco, though? It would probably... We'd have to give up... Hancock or Dollar. I think we'd have to give up Hancock or Dollar to get him. Yeah, we probably have to give up Hancock or Dollar coupled with um coupled with somebody else there. So yeah, coupled with another prospect or something like that. Best we can do is Marco Gonzalez. <clears throat> I think they uh, I don't know if they'll take that. I don't think they'll accept that. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but how do you Okay, I guess kind of where do you where do you slot these guys at? I mean, I don't know if you got that far with yours, right? But where would you, so like your, your one through nine. Batting order yeah, wise? Yeah, one through nine, where would you slot these guys at? I can go through mine if you want to think about it for a little bit. Yeah, go for, go through yours because the, the problem with mine is I don't have a true leadoff hitter still, mm-hmm. which is tough. If we got a Arias from the Twins, Obviously, he'd probably lead off, but you know, at this point, like Julio would probably be leading off for me. But like, enlighten me. What do you got for yours? Sure. So, I mean, um, that's exactly it. I have Julio leading off because I just don't think we have a true leadoff hitter there. That makes sense. Um, and then I have, uh, I do have Glaber batting second. Um, Glaber Torres batting second. I have Ty France batting uh, batting third. Um, I know we didn't do a trivia today, but, um, Ty France has batted in the two hole. Um, he opened the two hole in 2021 and he opened the two hole of 2022. So, um, mm-hmm. it'd be a, be a little different here, but I think that, I think that moving him down a slot makes sense. Um, I have Eugenio batting cleanup, batting in the fourth hole. I have Teoscar batting DH in the fifth hole. And then I have Cal Raleigh in the six, uh, Masataka Yoshida in the seven, Kalenic in the eighth, and then JP Crawford batting ninth. 
um, with uh, potential that Masataka Yoshida, you know, all goes well, could maybe take over that leadoff spot or go to the two hole. Um, that's kind of where I where I see them slotting in at. <clears throat> yeah, I'd honestly, yeah, Julio, obviously number one, leading off number two. If I was going with who I have on my roster right now, probably be Ty France. Ty France would probably be my number two. Number three, I would go. <clears throat> that this is where my free agent pickup comes in. Josh Bell, number four. Gino, number five. Teoscar, number six. Um, Gleber, and those would be interchangeable. I would feel like you could flip Bellinger and Gleber, five and six. Seven would be. I feel like I'm missing someone. Seven would be Cal. JP would be ninth. Who am I missing right now? Now I got to backtrack. We got Julio. We got Ty France. We got Josh Bell. Or am I missing Gino? Gino four. Teoscar five. Bellinger six and seven. Bellinger and Gleber six and seven. Eight Cal and nine. JP with hopes that Cal bumps up to like the fifth or sixth slot as the season progresses. Man, I think Cal Raleigh is. I would have. I would have Cal Raleigh probably batting over Cody Bellinger. Just me personally. I uh, maybe I'm a Cody Bellinger hater, but um, I'll be. I'll be glad to wear that moniker. But if who knows? If yeah, if, if it all rings true. If it all rings true. If it, if it all comes into. And uh, all my fantasy booking here. Yep. And uh, I feel like mine, I try to leave a little wiggle room. I think that I think, I think this mirror team is set up to make a big trade, like at the deadline this next year. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know where it's going to be yet, but I think this roster is likely going to change a little bit. And I think that, I think that, I think we said before, right? Last year we made the big trade at the deadline to go get a pitcher. I think this year we're going to make a big trade deadline move to get a hitter, and that'll kind of move some people around this lineup. But um, mm-hmm. no, man, that's uh, that's who I got, and um, that's who I got too. Yeah, I liked it. We're we're pretty similar in a lot of ways, you know, but we just we had a couple quirks in there, so yeah, yeah, man. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, that's uh, that's the episode we have today. I I feel like we had a pretty strong episode there. So, um, you know, leave us some comments. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell tell Bo that he's wrong about Bellinger. Like, I would love if we got some some pushback towards him for hating on Bellinger. That would be fun. Um, you know, do that on our social media. Um, if you guys are listening on Spotify or um, Anchor. I have poll questions set up every week. Love if you guys would uh, go and answer those. And usually we have a poll question and then a regular question where you can input your answer. Um, so so definitely check out those. But uh, yeah, Bo, what do you uh, what do you feel like you want to tell the audience before we uh, get out of here for the night? Well, we're absolutely we're gonna have to write these down, and then we're gonna come back in a couple months, and we're gonna see who was. Um the most right so we'll do a we'll do a recap episode in a couple months look forward to how wrong rick was and it'll just be uh it'll be a fun time so um hope everybody stuck through it and um yeah well i can't wait to revisit in a couple months so fun exercise yeah maybe maybe i'll send over the uh google sheets uh file that i made up so you can put your picks on there or if you want to do it and i'll add my picks and we'll definitely revisit this um you know, I have a knack for being wrong, so definitely, uh, definitely hope you know that I'm not this time. Just because it's higher stakes, we're we're letting other people know our 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 picks. So, um, yeah. But for all our listeners out there in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and the beyond, thank you for taking the time to listen to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast. For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys next week.